0: Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Christ, the Christology. What is the revelation of Christ? And they say, what is the office? What are the offices of Christ? They'll say king, priest, or prophet. He's king, yes. Priest, yes. Prophet, all these have to do in the humiliated Christ that has made himself of no reputation. So we'll be doing a teaching on Christ Tune into to the podcast and hope you'll be blessed. As the revelation was first given to Peter, Matthew 16, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he asks, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Now he's going to talk about different offices or function of one spirit. The whole basics of everything in the word of God From Genesis to Revelation is there is but one spirit, not two, not three, only one spirit. And that spirit is God. God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now keep that in mind. And that's the whole foundational doctrine of the whole word of God. God is a spirit. He's going to manifest himself in different ways. In the Old Testament, we'll have theophanies, Christophanies. In the New Testament, there will be one dwelling, uh, one eternal revelation, one revealing, unveiling tabernacle that will be the abode that he will show himself in or manifest himself in forever. And that is the Son of God, God manifests in the flesh. Until he has and takes on a permanent abode, a permanent dwelling, he will not place his name there. Just like we, that are in this human world, when we buy a house, we will certainly put our name there. But if we're renting, Or we're going to be somewhere temporarily and we're renting a house or we have access to one through a friend that says, well, you can stay there for a while or you can rent this out." You're not going to put your place, your name there, chisel it in the wood, put it in the concrete walkways. You're not going to place your name there because it's not a permanent abode. When you're going to manifest yourself, and they're going to have a permanent address, well, then you're going to, so-called, hang your shingle out, place your name there. Same way with God. And the unveiling, and the revelation, is who Jesus is, and he is the Christ. Christ is not a surname. Christ is not only the anointed, where many will say he is Christ King, priest, prophet, which is true, but that's the anointed. The anointing is a spirit that is the anointing that anoints the person, the Christ. Christ is that spirit, the anointing, that anoints the man, the anointed, Christ Jesus the Lord. Now, that's where it can get confusing that we say, well, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. There, God sent his son. We will be discussing the revelation of Jesus Christ in his various functions and offices so that we'll have a clear understanding of Christ. Not only the person, the anointed, Son of God, but the anointing, the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost, the anointing, where there will be clarity and there will be no confusion. And God's not the author of confusion. So we'll take it step by step. Now, to be taught Christ. Christ is the center figure of all the doctrine in the Word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, Christ is the center focal point of it all. It's the foundation. Christ is the foundation, as we will see in Matthew 16. When Jesus is asking the question to his disciples and says, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? That is the I am that I am of Exodus 3, but he puts the Son of Man in there, and that's a capital S in Son of Man. Now, to focus on that, we need to have the understanding of who Jesus is stating that I, the Son of Man, am. I, the Son of Man, am, is what we focus on there. That's the question Jesus asked his disciples. Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Well, we need to focus on that and that Christ and how it relates to the functions of the Spirit of God. Now, keep in mind, all through this, there is only but one Spirit. There will never be another. There's only one Spirit of God. God is a Spirit. Not a spirit man. God is a spirit. That is the fundamental doctrine that there's only one spirit, there's only one God, and God is that spirit. Now, with that said, that God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But he refers to himself there, who do men say that I the Son of Man, M. That Son of Man, many have erroneously said that that states His flesh. That's the fleshly nature of Jesus. But when we take a good look at the Scriptures, who and what is the Son of Man, we see it explicitly given in detail to us in John 3.13. Jesus states, No man hath ascended up to heaven. But he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Now, he didn't say Son of God there. He said Son of Man. Now, we wonder, how can that be when Jesus is standing in front of his disciples and states that he is in heaven? That's obviously the spirit of God that he is. But why wouldn't he just say son of God? Why son of man? So when we go to the first mention of the son of man in Daniel 7 and the 13th chapter, we see that there's an ancient of days sitting on the throne. And the ancient of days is, and we know is that spirit. But we find also the Son of Man is coming to the Ancient of Days. And we see in Daniel 7, a fiery stream. We take a look at verse 9. Daniel 7, verse 9. And I beheld, to the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days. Notice that's capitalized. That's the Spirit of God dead sit. that's not S-E-T, it's S-I-T, positional, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. Now, where have we seen that before? Well, you know, it's exactly what we've already seen in Revelation, the first chapter. John sees the Lord there. And he states that he turns to see a voice speaking to him. And he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And at that verse 10 of chapter 1 of Revelation, the Revelation Chapter 1, verse 10. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Now, we're going to know that this trumpet voice is the voice of God Almighty, the voice of the Son of God, one and the same, and saying, I am Alpha and Omega. The Alpha is the first letter of the Greek ABC Omega is the last letter of the Greek ABC theory. It is the same as in Hebrew, the Aleph, through the Tav, the first and last letter of the Hebrew ABC theory. The same as in the English alphabet, A to Z. In other words, all the attributes of God, from A to Z, From the Aloth to the Tav in Hebrew to the Alpha to the Omega in Greek, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Not that he was or is going to be. He is. I am the Alpha and Omega. The first and the last. And what thou seest, Write in a book and send it into the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, unto Thyatira, unto Sardis, unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Notice that John then says, And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. To see the voice is to turn to see the word. The voice is a word coming to him, but he has to turn to see it. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Obviously, the candlesticks are told to us are the churches. And said, In the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. There's that Son of Man again. No man ascended up to heaven. He that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. We're seeing that again there in the Ancient of Days. We just read about it there in Daniel, the seventh chapter and verse nine. And notice the description that John gives of this Ancient of Days in that we saw in Daniel 7 matches John's description of the Son of Man. And he says the Son of Man was clothed with a garment down to the foot, girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes... uh, were a flame of fire, and his feet likened to fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as a sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars. Now let's take a look at this description that John gives of the Son of Man And it is identical to what we see in Daniel 7 and verse 9. The thrones, I beheld to the thrones, were cast down. All authority in the world were cast down. All the prince of the power, the heir, all those thrones and principalities and powers were cast down. And the ancient of days did sit. The Ancient of Days there, obviously, capital A, is the Spirit of God. Notice that his garment was white as snow. That's the same garment that we have here in Jesus. And it says, his hairs and his garment down to the floor was, guard about the past with a golden girdle, was white, and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. The same exact description. And before him, it says, the hair of his head, like snow. Same that we see in John's description of one like the Son of Man. His hair like the pure wool, thrown like the fiery flame, his wheels as burning fire. Here, the burning fire of that of the feet were as Fine brass, as it burned in a furnace, the very same. And brass in the word of God is obviously judgment. The brazen altar, or the altar of burnt offering, made of brass. So we're going to see, the Son of Man, is the Ancient of Days. One of the same John seeing it exactly what Daniel sees, in Daniel the seventh chapter verse nine. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. His countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Who is that? That's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. That is the Son of Man. That is the Ancient of Days. Saying unto him, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. The Son of Man is the Ancient of Days. Now he states, I Am alive. I was dead. Now death has no more dominion over me. And he said, I am him that liveth. I was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. Hear the keys of hell and of death? Yes. The man has prevailed and glorified with the father's own self being that one spirit, the man. To understand that, we have to understand that that man, Christ Jesus, having being tried in every point, tempted in every point of the law, like as we are, yet without sin, became sin for us that we might be made, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, the forerunner having already entered in, but is glorified with the Father's own self. That after he broke down the middle wall of partition, taking the ordinances of that law, nailing it to his cross, thereby breaking down that middle wall that parted God, which is his spirit, from that body of flesh and blood that he is as a man of Adam made under the law, to bring back one new man to break down that middle wall of partition, thereby making peace in one new man. Who is this man? It's one like the Son of Man. Who is he? This man that was crucified on the cross. And we see there in Acts 2.36 that we have an account there. Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus, whom you crucified as the man. God, that's the Spirit, hath made him the man. Both Lord, now there's only one Lord in the word of God. Somebody say, well, it seems like there's two. And that's where confusion sets in. So we'll be talking about the Lord that said unto my Lord that there's only one Lord there, even though the Lord said unto my Lord, set thou at my right hand. Psalm 110, verse 1, Matthew 22, verse 42. There we find that it is one and the selfsame Lord that is the Lord that said unto my Lord. It appears to be two in the natural but only one in the spirit. And Jesus there says, I'm alive forevermore. Why? He was dead, now alive, but yet glorified now. Now, how high did he glow? That same Jesus, whom you crucified, God hath made him, both Lord, Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost. Not Christ, the man. The man's now glorified back to his former glory. And that is uh, what we're focusing on in the doctrinal foundation truth of the gospel being Christ, the rock on which everything is built. We miss the rock. We miss that foundation. We miss it all. No matter what we build on it, no matter how much truth we build on it, no matter how much in last day events and eschatology that we build on it, no matter how much prophecy we build on it, no matter what we build on that foundation, if it's a faulty foundation, it will fall. So the first and foremost thing that we must focus on and make sure that we have laid the right foundation. there's no other foundation that can be laid which is late, which is Jesus Christ. Now, what is that? Jesus is his name that's revealed, the revealed name of God. It was hidden in the Old Testament because he had not taken on a permanent abode, a permanent dwelling, a permanent tabernacle. But when he did and took on a permanent abode, not taking on him the nature of angels, but took on him the seed of Abraham that he placed his name there. Jesus, which is the Greek, having a gematria of 888, the only name in the word of God that gives you 888. Eight being the number of new beginnings, the new creation, the first beginning of the creation of God. Is that Jesus, that very Christ? Now, Jesus, the name revealed, is Jehovah, G, Jehovah. Sus is salvation. Eosius 888 is the reason you're going to see that in all the attributes of God, in Psalm 119, gives us the Hebrew ABC theory. The alof through the Tav. Those are all the attributes of God in his statutes, commandments, precepts, judgments. All of these are revealed in the Alf through the Tav. And we will see under each of the letters. The alof there will be eight verses. The that there will be eight verses. The gobble, there will be eight verses. Dalith, eight verses. All the way to the Tav, eight verses the longest chapter in your Bible in the Word of God. Jesus is the aloft to the top. He is that Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the ending of all that God is, was, or ever will be. That name is Zeus 888, is that aloft to the top, yours longest chapter in the Word of God, Psalm 119. That is very profound in that there's seven Hebrew words in Genesis 1, verse 1. And they are, Bereshit, in the beginning. Barah, created. Elohim, God. Then that fourth word, eight, aloftav. That is the A to the Z the alpha and omega in Greek. It is the alaf through the tav. That alaf Tav in the Hebrew language, the Alaf through the tav, the A to the Z, the alpha to the omega. That is the fourth word in that seven words in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Bereshit, bara Elohim. Eight. That eight is Bereshit, Barah, Elohim, aloft through the tov. The very center focal of the whole word of God is the aloft through the tov, all that God is, the A to the Z, which is that spirit of God and all of his attributes. And the very first verse proclaims that. In our English Bible, it says, in the beginning, God, created the heaven and the earth. In Hebrew there's seven words there Bereshit, in the beginning Barak created Elohim God eight Alof, tav That EHT are written Aloftav the eighteen the aleph, the Tav is that Hebrew, which is the longest chapter in the whole Bible, and it's there in the first verse as the Shamash, the center focal point of the Word of God. Three words uh, of Hebrew on the right, three words of Hebrew on the left, but the center one in that seven, which is the fourth word, is the Shamash or the servant branch of which the other three on each side hang off of. Bereshit Barah Elohim. That's on one side. The aloftal, that's the center shaft, the so servant branch. Hashemayim, the heaven, bayert, and hiertz, the earth. The other three words, the heaven and the earth. What's the center focal? Well, it's the tall. Jesus claims that he is right there. I'm alpha and omega. I am the aloft on the tov. I am the A to the Z of everything that God is. It is the same ancient of days that we see in Daniel 7, verse 9. Somebody said, well, wait a minute. The Son of Man's coming to him. And John said, it is the Son of Man. The Son of Man, he had to turn to see the voice that spoke with him. And turning, he sees what we see in Daniel 7, 9 as the... Ancient of days is what John is seeing here, exactly the same that it is and showing us there that he has the seven churches, the seven stars in his right hand. There's a golden girdle about his paps. The glory revealed. And the feet of burnished brass. Judgment of God. His eyes like fire. That fire is a urine to me. That is urine, the fire, to mean perfections. That's the aim. That's the fountain of life in the eyes of the Son of Man. And that is what we receive as the living creatures of the zoe in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5 of the redeemed of the Lord. Not angels, but that is the ones there in the zoe the ones that have eyes before and behind. Uh, those are the eyes of fire and revelation of uh, Jesus Christ. Eyes are the fountain of the Ain, or the fountain of the waters of life. Jesus stated, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Uh, this he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given because uh, Jesus was not yet glorified. Here in Revelation 1, we see the glorified Christ. There will be two manifestations of the anointing and the anointed. That is uh, that the Spirit of God there, but when he made himself of no reputation, that humiliated state of Christ the man. They are one and the same spirit, but the man, Christ Jesus, will be the one that the Spirit of God has made himself of no reputation to empty out of glory, to make void a self-imposed limitation upon his spirit, not to work his spirit, but to only work as a man of flesh and blood. The only reason he would do that to humble himself is the Spirit of God in all of his glory, is to redeem us. He's always been God, always will be God. He is that through the Tav of Genesis 1, verse 1. He is that through the Tav, the Alpha and Omega, of Revelation 1, verse 8, one and the same. He is that Ancient of Days. Uh, In Daniel 7, verse 9, that Daniel sees, that same as John sees in Revelation 1 of the Son of Man, that he turned to see exactly the same, the Spirit of God in glory. In the humiliated state, he died as a man, a perfect, spotless, blameless lamb, But that man died on the cross. That man was the Son of God, is the Son of God that died and shed his blood for us. That Spirit of God had made himself of no reputation, laid aside his glory, and we see he took upon him the form of a servant, God himself, became that servant. Philippians 2, verse 5 through 8 tells us exactly the love of God and how he did it. He could not redeem us as spirit. A spirit cannot die. Spirit has no blood. A spirit cannot be tempted, and God, who is that spirit, certainly could not be tempted, had no blood, and could not die. Therefore, because he had to have a man, a man of flesh and blood to redeem mankind had to be of a kinsman redeemer. God looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none because all were conceived in sin, shapen in iniquity. There were none good, no, not one. All had sinned and come short of the glory of God. The princes of this world there thought they had won the victory by crucifying the Son of God. If they had known the princes of this world would not have crucified the Lord. There's only one Lord, the Lord of glory, God himself. Most people, when they take a look at the Son of God, separate him from the Father, not realizing that the Son of God is the same Spirit as the Father, one and the same. But yet, the Son of God will say, My Father is greater than I, and the things concerning me have an end. And then confusion sets in. It's very simple when we know the truth, that Jesus is that Spirit, always has been that Spirit, and always will be the Spirit of God, and he is the one that's created all things. He is that Allah through the tov in Genesis 1, verse 1. Bereshi, Barah, Elohim, Tav, Eight, which is the Tav, Hashemayim, Vyit, High earth. He is that God almighty that created all things. Not a different spirit. And God said, let there be light. He did it by his word but it's the Spirit of God, and the Word is one and the same. It's not a different Spirit because God said, and the Word went out, which is His Spirit that created. The Word is Spirit. The Word is life. And that power of God in that Holy Ghost, that Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit's what created all. He did it by His Word. He spoke it. The Spirit created all. That spirit is Jesus Christ, Colossians 1, 16 and 17. There, Jesus Christ created all things, whether they be principalities, powers, thrones, things visible and invisible, seen and unseen. All things were created by him. Not them, him. He created all. And in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. How? aloft, aloft, all of his attributes. And we see that in Jeremiah 51, 15. He created the heaven and the earth by those three attributes of God, wisdom, power, and understanding. By wisdom, his power, his understanding. That is spirit. And we see in Isaiah forty four twenty four 24, that God spanned the heaven alone and created the earth by myself. God said that. No angelic force. The word of God alone. God himself. The spirit created it all. And everything together right now is held together. And all creation, the cosmos, and billions and billions of planets are held together by the word of his power. The spirit of God. God spoke it. That settled it. Well, who is that? Jesus Christ is that Alpha and Omega. He is that aloft through the top. He is the A to the Z. Revelation 1.8 states it. Genesis 1 verse 1 states it. Psalm 119, a whole longest chapter in your whole Bible states it. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. There, what John is saying? There is the same as what Daniel is seeing in the Ancient of Days. Daniel sees the Son of Man. We go on and see that the work of God will be revealed, but the person that we're looking at here, the Son of Man, is the same one that John told us, Jesus speaking, in John 3.13. No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, well that's not flesh There's no such thing as divine flesh that's an uh, that that's an oxymoron that which is flesh is flesh that which is spirit is spirit there's no divine flesh flesh is an enmity with god but god had to have a man to redeem us now we're going to do these podcasts in a series on christ and we will take different segments the segment we're on here is that Jesus is the Son of Man, that he is the Alpha and Omega. That's the Greek, the A to the Z. That is the Hebrew alphabet, that Allah, through the Tav. Again, that is uh, the center focal point of Genesis 1, verse 1. Bereshit, in the beginning, Barah created, Elohim, God, Alavtav eight. That's the aloftav. Hashirmaim, the heaven, bayert, and hierts, the earth. Three words on this side, three words on that side, but the center focal point in in that menorah, in that candlestick, in that seven, is that servant branch, the Shamash, that center focal, the fourth word is the Allah the Alpha and the Mega, the aloft, that A through the Z, all that God is, created it all. That is Jesus Christ. Now, well, when we see there in Daniel, is going to be a Son of Man coming to him. Now, as we read on, we have established that the Son of Man in uh, that Revelation 1, coming on down all the way through that verse 10, all the way through verse 16, is the Ancient of Days, the Son of Man being one of the same, looking the same, same description. As we go on in the book of Daniel, he's going to say that the stream issued and came forth from before him. Here we go. Thousand thousands ministered to him. And 10,000 times, 10,000 stood before him. The judgment was set The books were opened What the judgment of God. I beheld. Now here we go down to the Son of Man coming to the Ancient of Days. I beheld then because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake. I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. There we go to Daniel seven twelve As concerning the rest of the beast, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. Verse 13, Foc- focusing on verse 13. I saw in the night visions. Now we know that the night, watchman, watchman, what of the night? The night cometh and also the morning. If you will return, return come. That night vision is when we're going to see a time of tribulation. A time of Jacob's trouble. A time of the night and the judgments of God. The grounds of a rich man brought forth plentifully. And he said, what shall I do? I'll pull down my barns and build greater. A good businessman. And then he said to himself, "So take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Thou hast much good stored up for many years." Notice the night there. Jesus said, "Work while it's night. Work while it's day. I'm sorry. Work while it's day, for the night cometh in which no man can work." Well, what is happening there? We're children of the day. We're not children of the night. That that day would that would take us as a thief in the night. We're children of the day, and that's when you see a capital D in Genesis 1 for day and a capital N with the night in Genesis 1. We're children of the day. We're children of the light. We come out of the darkness. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. They don't want to come and be reproved and then corrected and live. Well, they're children of the night. But that night, notice the rich man, ground that brought forth plentifully. He pulled out his barns. He built greater. He said to his soul, Take thine easy, drink, and be merry. That's much good stored up for many years. Then a voice came from heaven. Where? That night. Judgment. A darkness upon the people, and gross darkness will take the people. Yet God said, I will be a light unto you, Isaiah 60. And it says right there, this night, thy fool, thy fool. He was a good businessman. He didn't like you to steal. This night, thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be that you have provided? So is he that is rich toward self and not rich toward God. God has to be the focal point. Those that seek to save their life will lose it. Those that will lose their life for the gospel's sake, the same shall find it. So we have to mortify the deeds of the flesh. We have to crucify the flesh with the affections of the lust. When we're talking about the person of Christ here, we're talking about that son of man, which Christ is the son of man. Christ is the son of God. And we're going to be talking about Christ is that Spirit. Christ is the Father. Christ is the Word. Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ is every office of the Spirit. Not just the anointed, but also the anointing. We're going to see that he is not only the Son of God, but he's also the Father. That's the doctrine of Christ. And it says there in Daniel 7:13. I saw in the night visions. This is darkness upon the people. This is judgments. And behold one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. Now those clouds of heaven are the natural clouds, thrombus, stratus clouds? Are we talking about the compass with so great a cloud of witnesses? Well, obviously. It's a cloud of witnesses because these are thousands of thousands and 10,000 times 10,000 that come before the Ancient of Days. What is that? The Son of Man is the kingdom office of the Word of God, of that Spirit. That Ancient of Days is that eternal Spirit of God. The Son of Man is the kingdom office of that Spirit, one of the same Spirit. How be it? That Son of Man is that office of the Spirit that entails those that were born again into the Kingdom of God. Those are the ones that are reflected in Christ the Head and we, the Body of the Christ, Son of Man Revelation. There we find that there the Son of Man came to the Ancient of Days and they brought him near before him. Him, there is not only that Son of Man is inclusive of the corporate body of Christ making but one man. It fills heaven and earth now. One body. But one body but many members. One body, I'm talking spiritually here. The church, the body of the Christ, has many members in particular. yet yeah, but it's only one body. One body, one spirit, in whom we're calling, one hope of our calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, Father of us all and in us all. Now the Son of Man is that office of the kingdom. The kingdom of God. Jesus stated, If I, with the finger of God... Cast out devils. Know ye the kingdom of God is come down to you. The ones in the kingdom of God, who's in the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God doesn't come with observation, whether they say lo here or lo there, but is within you. It's Christ. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Christ is the Son of Man, and all those that are in Christ will come to the ancient of days, as we see there in 1 Corinthians 15th chapter. Notice that it was in the night visions that the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. The clouds of heaven are the saints of the living God, a so great a cloud of witnesses, and they came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him. This is a bone of his bone, flesh of Jesus' flesh, the body of Christ that he through his work brings us to the fullness of his glory, the ancient of days, which is God Almighty. That is the father of glory. That is the ancient of days. And it was given him Who? The Son of Man, dominion, glory, and a kingdom. That's when we, the body of Christ, and which your body is of Christ, will receive uh, that and be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which we suffered. We see that in 2 Thessalonians, the first chapter, that our faith groweth exceedingly, the charity of everyone aboundeth one toward another. We're bound to thank God for you, brother, and all your tribulation and persecution that you endure, which is a manifest token of what? Of the kingdom of God for which, what well, that you might be accounted of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. It's a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that we, the body of Christ, might be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which we also suffer. The kingdom of God in Micah 4, those that are worthy, will receive a crown, and we will reign and rule with Christ, a crown of life, we will reign and rule with Christ a thousand years as kings and priests unto the Lord our God. That's a calling of God in Christ Jesus. That is the Son of Man revelation. That is the kingdom office of the Spirit. And... That Son of Man, him hath God the Father sealed. Because he sealed, we will be sealed. We will be sealed in Revelation 7, the final apocalyptic sealing in the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. And it has various levels of glory. First is that which is born again. We must be born again. Born of the water and the Spirit, according to John 3. Now... How do you get born again? Not just by asking Jesus to come into your heart. That was a doctrine of only repentance. But then through the cross, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, to get in that kingdom, that kingdom office, in the kingdom of God, you must be born again to enter that kingdom. How do you do that? Through the water and the spirit. You must be born of the water and the spirit. Nicodemus, that was confusing to him. He said, How is a man that is old enter the second time into his mother's womb? Jesus said, That which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. Marvel not ascend to you, you must be born again. Except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Well, Peter was given the keys to the kingdom in Matthew 16. On the doctrinal, foundational truth of Christ is the rock upon which everything is built. He is the aloft. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He's all that God is, was, or ever will be. Christ is every office in all and in all and through us all. It is Christ that is everything that has to do with the spirit of God is that spirit. Peter sees that in Matthew 16. When they say, Jesus asked, who did men say that I the son of man I am? Some say, you're John the Baptist. Others say, you're Elijah, Jeremiah one of the other prophets. But who do you say I am? He's going to the focal point of the bottom line of what everything in the word of God is the foundational truth of which everything is based upon. And that is the revelation of Christ. But who do you say that I am? The I am that I am. That son of man includes us all those that have his spirit that live a sanctified holy dedicated consecrated life unto the measure of the statue of jesus christ and to a perfect man doing the will of god overcoming uh, the devil the world and their own flesh doing his will and his purpose will have entrance into the kingdom of heaven their stages of growth there jesus asked who do you say My disciples, who do you say I am? Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, the Christ is the Spirit. The Son is the Spirit revealed. You're the Messiah that was promised in Genesis 3.15. You're the Christos. You're the Christ. You're not only the anointing, the Spirit of God. You're the anointed. You're the man. That is God revealed in the flesh. You're Emmanuel, God with us. Not God Jr. with us. You're God with us. Simon bar Jonah, call him by his earthly name. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee. Flesh and blood will never reveal this to anyone. It is only by the Spirit of God. But my Father, which is in heaven, has revealed it to you. Thou art Peter, A piece of the rock, Petros. And upon this rock, I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Through the leading of the Holy Ghost. There, on the day of Pentecost, to enter into the kingdom of heaven, born of the water and the Spirit, the one that had the keys to the kingdom would be the one that will preach. That's Peter. When they were picked in the heart, the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost was given. They began to speak with other tongues that the Spirit gave them utterance. Pentecost, Acts 2, 4. They said, men and brethren, what must we do? How do we get into this? This kingdom now that is manifest. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Holy Ghost is given. The promise of the Father. What is it? Christ is that Father. The Father's going to dwell in you. Where do you see that? Well, in Ephesians 4, one body, one spirit, in whom you call, in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, Father of us all and in us all. Christ is the Father. It's the promise of the Father, which Jesus said, which saith he, you've heard of me. We're one in the same spirit. You're going to receive me. You're going to receive the Father, one and the same Spirit. Galatians 4, verse 6. God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, whereby we cry, have a Father. Spirit of the Son, Spirit of the Father, is one and the same. But to get it to us, He had to die, be buried, rose, and rise again, death, burial, and resurrection, and be glorified back to the Father's self to get us man of flesh and blood. To God, breaking down the middle wall of partition, the law, uh, fulfilling that law, there of Moses. Thereby making one new man. The new man is Christ, the Lord, the quickening Spirit. We see it in First 1 Corinthians, fifteen forty-five. That first Adam was made a living soul. That second, the last Adam, Christ Jesus, was made a quickening spirit. That man is now our quickening spirit. The Lord is that spirit. Where well, the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. He is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. Well, when he comes to the ancient of days, there's ten thousand, thousand, thousands 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 ministered to him. The son of man is coming to him. That is the him, the corporate body of Christ coming to the Father of glory, the Ancient of Days, which is that same one John sees in Revelation 1. He says he's given him, and that's where we all, in the body of Christ, will reign as kings and priests in that kingdom of God, a physical kingdom that will reign, be reigned over the earth by our Lord Jesus Christ himself. For Jehovah, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord will be present. The Lord is there. It will fulfill the promise unto David, Psalm 132, 11. The Lord hath sworn unto David, and will not turn from it, that of the fruit of thy body, that is the flesh, will I, God himself, set upon thy throne, David, and he will reign for 1,000 years, there building that in the Ezekiel, that Ezekiel Temple, 1,000-year reign of Jesus Christ, and the Lord will be there. Jehovah Shammah. Not Jehovah Judah. Not Jehovah Junior Shama, Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. That is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. There revealed the Father of glory. Now watch what he says here. It's going to come... And in, he said, that's going to be given to you. There was given to him dominion and glory and a kingdom. This is the millennial. What will happen there? That all people, nations, and languages should serve him. Who? God Almighty. Jehovah. Jehovah is present. Jehovah Shammah. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, it will be forever. Now, we see that end coming, and we Paul tells us about it. He tells us about it in uh, 1 Corinthians 15. He states that in uh, that last time, there will be that trumpet sound, and uh, then he says, That in Adam, he says, all die in Christ. We all made alive. He comes on down in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 21. For since by man came death, by that by man came also the resurrection of the dead. A man lost it. Only a man redeemed us back. God became that man. God made himself of no reputation, laid aside his glory as the Spirit of God, not working his spirit, and took on him, made himself of no reputation, took on him the form of a servant made in under the law. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. The servant, who is it? God himself. Isaiah forty three ten. 10. Thus saith the Lord... Jehovah, God Almighty, Invisible Spirit of God, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, and my servant whom I have chosen, that made himself of no, no reputation, took on the form of a servant. Who is that servant? That servant, God said, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand I am He, and that's where the world jumped track. That's where denominational churches going, the Trinity. Two-ness, binary, or oneness, saying the man's not God, jump track. And when we do that, we miss the mark. God's restoring it now. There's thousands of ministers right now coming into the truth. Not just hundreds. Thousands. We're seeking Africa and India, Pakistan. And more now than ever, we're inundated with so many calls a day, I can't take them all. Why? Because it's the truth. The truth. That God, who is that spirit of truth that cannot lie, is leading us and guiding us into the truth. All truth. Not partial truth. All truth. Those that are really seeking Him. Now, just go to church and lackadaisically go to church, sit there on a pew, listen to, listen to some singing, gather for corn and wine, none considering the work of God will never see it. They're at ease in Zion. God said, We'll be unto them that are ease and zion. We're to be stirred up. The ones that are, he's revealing this great truth, the fundamental doctrine of Christ, which we've turned away from. But God's restoring it to those that have an ear to hear. So in Adam, all die, but in Christ, all are made alive. Look at 1 Corinthians 15 23. But every man in his own order, in every rank, Christ the first fruits afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Now that's a perusing. We we'll get into that another time. But notice the Christ coming and ultimately the second advent. When Christ comes a second time with that sin and salvation for the salvation of his saint, the church. Note then 1 Corinthians 1524. Then after that, then cometh the end. When he Who's the he there? We just read it in Daniel 7:13. The Son of Man, with all ten thousand of his saints, thousands of thousands, ministering unto him. It's an everlasting kingdom, a dominion of which there will be no end. The Son of Man revelation, one body. One body. That's the key. One body. And we that are in Christ. Are but one body. Members in particular, yes, but only one body. Christ the head, we the body. What's happening to this body? Well, cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom. What? Ten thousand of his saints, the kingdom. All that are in Christ that's been born again, that have sanctified themselves, holy, both, spirit, soul, and body, presented blameless at his coming, and then delivered up. TO WHAT? THE KINGDOM TO GOD, ALL THE SAINTS OF GOD, THE KINGDOM OF GOD TO THE FATHER, TO GOD EVEN THE FATHER, WHEN HE SHALL HAVE PUT DOWN ALL RULE AND ALL AUTHORITY AND POWER. FOR HE MUST REIGN TILL HE hath PUT ALL ENEMIES UNDER HIS FEET. WHO'S THE FEET? THE FEET GENERATION OF THE BODY OF CHRIST. Where do you see that? You see it in Malachi 4. That day shall that shall burn as an oven. When the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And we, the body of Christ, will grow up as calves of the stall. What happens with the calves of the stall? We have calves foot and its burnished brass as a burnished calves foot of judgment and the wicked will be ashes and under the righteous feet. Malachi 4. And he talks about a work. That work there, that, remember my servant Moses, behold, I send you Elijah. Before this happens, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And that's the work of the ministry, what we're all called for. But we're focusing on Christ. Christ is the son of man. Christ is the Ancient of Days. Christ is that Spirit. And we see that again in 1 John 2, 22, who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist that hath denied both the Father. Why? Because the Ancient of Days is the Father. The Spirit of God, the self-existent, eternal, alpha and omega, the alopha, the ta, the beginning and the end, the Spirit of God there. And he's also, and also denied the Son of God. Why? Because the Son of God is the Father revealed. A separate office and a function. Why? Because to get us, the body of Christ, to the Father, to God, even the Father. He has to deliver up the kingdom. He has to save those many sons under glory. What glory? The glory of the Father. And to do that, he made himself another office, called the Son of God, which is the Father revealed. That God made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of man being found in fashion as a man, humbled himself to the death, of death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. That the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, joy of God Almighty, to the glory of the Father. How do we know that? because he's declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. Jesus said, whenever I am lifted up, you'll know that I'm in my Father, my Father in me. You'll know that I'm glorified with the Father's own self. How? John two nineteen. Jesus stated, destroy this temple, and in three days, I will raise it up. No man can raise his own body of flesh and blood. In Jesus' case, he'd already shed his blood, that flesh and bone body, except he be God. The Jews said, forty and six years were they in building this temple and you're going to raise it up in three days? Jesus spake of the temple of his body. The whole foundation rock is... That son of man, why did Jesus mention the son of man first? Who do man say that I, the son of man, am? Son of man's a kingdom office. That includes you and me that are born again and sanctify ourselves holy, doing the will of God and the purpose of God, to where we overcome and present a blameless his coming. Doing the will of God. Then we will be presented through the Lord Jesus Christ and his spirit will deliver all of us, the body of Christ, up to God, even the Father, that he may be all through all and in us all. Then cometh the end, 1 Corinthians 15, 23. The same that you read in Daniel 7:13, one and the same. The ancient of days is that spirit, which is the son of man, Jesus himself, in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. But notice, one like the son of man in the midst of us of the candlesticks the candlesticks that's the churches the seven churches ephesus smyrna pergamos thyatira sardis philadelphia later see making a circle that but in the midst of it in the middle of it one like the son of man the son of man is jesus but his spirit there that we're one with him he that's joined the lord is one spirit therefore in the wheels uh, there was cried unto them in the wheels Oh, we all, but one, one body. And that is Jesus ahead. we the body of the Christ fills heaven and earth and we are the feet generation. We are those feet of brass that the Lord there in the last of the last days will destroy all the wicked as chaff and under the righteous feet. There you have, and we'll be going into the different, revelation of that one Christ, who he is, Christ the Spirit, Christ the man, Christ in his work, Christ in his glory. And we will see what it means there in that gospel according to Luke, as he states there, as he talks about the Lord Jesus Christ. He talks about that it would behoove Christ that he would suffer, die, rise again, and that he would, Christ would enter into his glory, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name, Jesus. Who is that? We believe on the name of the Son of God, Jehovah, not Jehovah Jr., Jehovah is our salvation. Tune into the podcast as we break down Christ, and I know you'll be blessed. Now, if you would like to get Christ, the revelation of the Son of God, go to DennisBeard.org on our website. Order the e book. It's there. Our e book, there, going into the very things we're talking about here, going from the Spirit that He is Christ, the Spirit as in 1 Peter 1, verse 10, 11, and how the Spirit of God made himself of no reputation and the sufferings of Christ, Christ the Spirit being Christ the man, and going into detail. It's a blessed uh, blessing there, I know, in that book that you can read, in the scriptural content, giving the revelation of Christ. There's many books there on the Godhead, but the one there focusing on the Christ is Christ, the Revelation of the Son of God. It's an ebook. download it, or right there on our site, at our website, DennisBeard.org. I know you'll be blessed. Well, we would like for you to contact us so we can work together. God is bringing his body together, daily framing it together right now. We need to come together because it's whoever ever joint, that bone to bone, as the body of Christ comes together, Every member in particular coming together for the ever joint supplies to identifying himself and love. We need that identification of each other. No man stands alone, no island in himself. We need to hear from you. There we need to work together. We're nothing but servants for the Lord Jesus Christ. And as I've before, we pop the rag, uh, proverbial rag, and shine your shoes. <laughs> We're servants to the body of Christ. we love to hear from you. Well, give me a call, leave a message. I'll get right back to you. Look forward to meeting you. That is country code plus one, 903, area code, 746-4885. Again, plus one, country code, area code, 903, 746-4885. Leave a message. I'll get right back to you. We're praying for God to perfect that which is lacking in each one of us. That we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Ben the Spirit saying, Behold the real deal."